the Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, oh, that's a very good question. Uh, hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sam. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, on behalf Team of Detroit, on the check. Hey, we want to present these buffs to our governor, hey. Big Gretch. Throw those buffs on her face, because that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stress. We got Big Gretch. Woo. You can find her in the press under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Throw the buffs on her face, because that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stress. We got Big Gretch. At all. You can find her in the press under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Come on. Big Gretch and this bitch playing no roles. At Excuse all. all the cussing. That's just how I get my flow on. For real. If you want to leave the state, you can stay gone. But right now, Big Gretch said stay home. All that protesting was irrelevant. Big Gretch ain't trying to hear y'all or the president. How we going to take orders from a non-resident? Talking about it safe, but he ain't coming with the evidence. Big Gretch got him shook now. When it's all over, you invited to the cookout. When it's all over, you deserve to get took out. Big Gretch with the bucks on on the lookout. Uh, and she doing it for Michigan, so when she hit the stand, everybody should be listening. She on that pair of bucks with the ice in them glistening. On behalf of the whole Detroit mission. Throw them bucks on her face, cause that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stress. We got Big Gretch. At all. You can find her in the press. Under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Big Throw the bus on her face. Cause that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stress. We got Big Gretch. At all. You can find her in the press. Under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Big Gretch. Sumner 
TomSumnerProgram.com The Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com I know of a place where you never get harmed a magical place with magical charms indoors 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 take it away the tom summer program.com And hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour has been on the show before, and uh, she is a psychotherapist and brain health expert, uh, Dr. Terilyn Sell, and she joins me by phone. Terilyn, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Now, you've stated that 45% of the population say that lack of sleep impacts the quality of their lives at least one or two days a week. Um what what's that based on and and also um i for some reason that seems low to me well you know it's interesting because when i gathered this information i thought the same thing i'm like i really think this number is likely higher especially right now so this figure wasn't done during the pandemic of course it was done before then so I'm I'm really thinking it is more, and I also think it's probably more than two days a week. Yeah, I, I was think, thinking yeah. because because sleep is you know such a, uh, a a ritualistic thing. I mean, we do that every day. Um, the same things are going to occur day after day. I would think. Yeah, and and also, I believe that our symptoms of sleep or lack of sleep look different for different people. So. We might not be connecting that to sleep quality. Things like, you know, being fatigued at 2 o'clock in the afternoon might not, you might not connect it to maybe I had poor sleep last night or waking up anxious or, you know, the the person who says, I'm good on four to five hours of sleep. Eh, you're really not, <laughs> you know. So I'm I'm not so sure that people actually connect how they feel to sleep all the time because I think we're just kind of relegated to believing that it is what it is. Well, yeah, I, I know one of the things that, that I experience from time to time, well, fairly often actually, is, um, you know, I start fairly early in the morning, so I get that that dip at 2 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And I often doze off for eh, it might be 20 minutes, a half hour or something, and then it seems like I can't get to sleep at all that night. Is that normal? <laughs> that's, that's what everyone wants to know. Is that normal? Um, normal or typical? So I do think there's a lot of reasons why people kind of dip off at 2 o'clock. One could be if you get up really early for your job, you might be... Um, more susceptible to that afternoon lull. The, the biggest thing that I think, as far as typical goes, is the idea that uh, your blood sugar kind of dips off after lunchtime, too. 
Um, so when that happens, you're going to feel that afternoon fatigue time. Um, the, the second thing I think about, too, is your cortisol, your stress hormone, might have a dip during that time as well. Um, a lot of people experience that afternoon lull, right, which could signify a number of things, not just your sleep pattern. Well, I, I wonder um, also, and, and I talked to somebody, uh, and I, I wish I could remember the doctor's name, recently about um, sleeping habits, and I, I experience interrupted sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm up two or three times during the night. Now, I, I go right back to sleep, and I get up in the morning, and, and if I feel a little bit tired, I go, well... You know, I slept for two or three hours like four times in a row, so I should be fine. I'll just power through it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but can you accumulate a night's sleep intermittently? Not really. See, so, that's what I mean, I'm curious about. Yeah, so we have different, you know, sleep phases or stages throughout the night, and our body relies on us going through those phases. So if we have interrupted sleep throughout the night, you have to start all over again. So when I think of someone who has those interrupted periods of sleep or what I call just like a a high level of sleep, like you never really feel like you get deep into it and you're awake, that could just, it could be as easy as, it could be as easy as blood sugar dysregulation throughout the night. And that starts with the day before and that particularly starts with the night before you go to bed. So a lot of people are in in the pattern of either not eating, you know, after dinner or having a big dinner at seven or eight o'clock at night or having some type of a sugary or carb loaded snack or even alcoholic beverage before bed. All of that will screw up your night's sleep. And because it will be disruptive to your blood sugar regulation. So it doesn't matter what time of night it is. If your blood sugar crashes, eventually adrenaline will kick in and it'll wake you up. And it doesn't matter. And alcohol is one of the number one culprits of that. And the second thing with, I'm not saying you're drinking alcohol, don't get me wrong. I'm saying for most people, <laughs> grabbing a glass of alcohol before bed to wind down to put you to sleep does do that but alcohol disrupts every sleep phase and causes blood sugar dysregulation so that would be the number one thing that people need to know get rid of doing that at night um so getting so getting hammered and passing out doesn't really qualify (laughs) not even hammered like one glass you know one serving and let's be real you know the glasses the servings are getting bigger (laughs) <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. so your your typical serving of alcohol isn't really a typical serving of alcohol. So when people tell me I have one or two drinks before bed, when I ask them to, you know, measure that, it really turns out to be two or four often. And same thing with a glass of wine just keeps getting fuller to the top. Um, so those yeah, things. I've, I've got to get out like, and get some bigger glasses. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, I mean, when, that's why if you go to a restaurant and they're like, I'll have a glass of wine and they serve this like 
one or two inches on the bottom of your glass, you're like, what's this? You guys don't know how to pour wine, you know? (laughs) So it's all about perspective and the size of your glass. (laughs) So, But, yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest culprits. Smoking cigarettes before bed disrupts your blood sugar, too. Um, So there's a lot of negative habits that people do that can disrupt your sleep, but we're not putting it all together. I, I've been a lifelong cola drinker, and <laughs> just recently... And, and Are we going there? Are we going down the cola drinker? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yes, yes, we are going there, because right. just, just recently, um, I had a couple of occasions to, you know, just back off and, and drink mm-hmm. just water, mm-hmm. and I found I slept better. Yes, hydration. Is it the hydration or is yeah. it getting is it cutting back on the caffeine? It's both. So you need to be hydrated to have a good night's sleep and it's interesting because just this last week I was like, you know what? I think I'm a really good water drinker cuz usually that's about all I drink. And I'm like, but I really don't feel like I'm getting enough. So I bought one of those big jugs that is actually a gallon. So you're supposed to drink this gallon throughout the day. And it's got little markers on the side that tells me where I should be at at what time of day. And it's actually been pretty good because I'm a rule follower. So if it's like, you know, 11 o'clock and I haven't drank enough, I'll be drinking more water. So, but I've found that I really don't drink enough water. And I've also noticed that being more hydrated, my sleep is more sound. Um, So hydration is important before sleep. So is the caffeine. I don't know if you drink full um, sugar cola oh, or yeah. you drink something else. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, sugars sugars will do it too because the sugar causes the blood sugar dysregulation all day. Um, but the caffeine, the interesting part, well, there's two interesting parts to sodas, is the caffeine, number one, this is soda or any caffeinated beverage, has this half-life. So over the course of the day... It does, it's not just like you metabolize it right away and the caffeine is gone. Like you can drink a, a cup of coffee in the morning and you'll still have that, a little bit of caffeine, the next morning in your system. So the metabolizing takes like more than a day to get that all out of your system. So if you are drinking soda or caffeinated beverage, you're going to have a large amount of caffeine in your system which will disrupt your sleep at night, even if you stop it, you know, around noon. But a lot of people are still, you know, grabbing the, the beverage at 2 o'clock in the afternoon because you're in that slump. So you're reaching for energy at that point. So, oh, yeah, I, a, I have. A little side note, I, I have to talk about this because this is, this is my Dr. Tara Lynn theory, okay? I'm just theorizing here. On the back of the soda can, I was like, what makes soda so appealing? On the back of a lot of dark sodas, you'll find phenylalanine. And phenylalanine is actually a precursor to dopamine, which is your reward pathway, which tells you, hey, let's do that again. So most people think the addictive qualities of soda are the sugar and the caffeine. I'm adding a third in there. Who doesn't like a little shot of dopamine at the same time? Like, brilliant. Well, yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. And then that's why I think that's one of the reasons why, within the other two, that people are so addicted to um, dark sodas. 
More with Dr. Terrilyn Sell straight ahead. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can. Keep wearing masks correctly and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed. 
A magical place with magical charms indoors, indoors, indoors. Take it away. Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. More with Dr. Terrilyn Sell straight ahead. During the last year, um, with the with the pandemic and people staying at home, working at home, um, schooling at home, and, and all of that, people have been their schedules have been completely obliterated. Uh, you know, they don't necessarily have to work the same eight hours. They can work some at night, some during the day. Um, people tend to be binge watching a lot of television, napping off and on. Um, are, are you finding or hearing or reading that, that this is having a, a, a real impact on people's sleep patterns and habits? Well, it's interesting because I can't use the word complete research here. We'll call it polling, okay? So some of the polling out there is actually showing that People who are working from home are working longer hours and are not separating themselves from work to home like they used to when they would go to the office. So they're actually looking at working from home is more productive than working at work, which I find interesting because there's a lot of other distractions at home, you know, that I was figuring it would be the opposite. But then I do think we have the opposite spectrum as well to consider that some people without the structure of a schedule, like my schedule is pretty structured. You know, I see people on the hour, so that's a structured schedule. But if I were left to my own accord, not sure that I would be so structured. We like structure and we like routine. And also, if we are not physically active throughout the day, we're laying around in our jammy pants or whatever it is, we're not doing any physical activity, you're going to be less tired and you're probably going to stay up longer. So it'll also be interesting to me to see the overall consumption of screen times and social media times and things like that before bed. I'm going to guess that that has all gone up, which, you know, you can get lost in scrolling through TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or whatever. You can get lost in that and time flies pretty easily. And the next thing you know, it's midnight and you're trying to fall asleep because you have to be up at five, you know, or, or right, whatever it is. Right. So, you know, we're getting lost in some of these consumable things um, because we no longer have the, the, I guess, the pressure, the motivation to have to leave the house at a certain time. So it's okay. I can make that 8 o'clock meeting in my jamming pants. That's fine. Or I'll skip, you know, showering today because nobody's going to know. You know, all, all of those types of things, I think, for some people have fallen by the wayside, which can be detrimental to sleep and just overall health and wellness. You know, we, we schedules are good and they're important. So is getting mentally prepared and physically prepared for every day. Well, I do. I, I've been doing what I call boredom eating. you're really seeking some dopamine you have the two o'clock slump and the boredom eating you need to uh, get your dopamine pathway moving well if only there were some foods that would help promote a better night's sleep 
Well, good thing because there is. <laughs> <laughs> There's foods that will help with your dopamine pathway too. By the way, <laughs> and likely a lot of them are similar. So, like I was talking about before, if people would just focus on stabilizing their blood sugar before bed, just start there using proteins instead of sugars. That'll be very helpful. And I do really enjoy a collagen protein. And that's not the same as like a protein powder shake mix for working out or whatever. Collagen protein, when you put it in something, like you can put it in water, you could put it in an herbal tea, which is nice and calming before bed. It actually just dissolves, but you still end up stabilizing that blood sugar. So it's, it's perfect. It's, it's not like a, you know, chicken leg before bed, right? But if you want a chicken leg before bed, go ahead. So stabilizing your blood sugar with protein before bed is really important. So collagen protein, in my opinion, is one of the easiest things that you can do for that. And it's not a high caloric snack because I know people are worried about that. Chamomile tea is nice and calming before bed. And there's a lot of research using botanicals, you know, florals and things like that. So chamomiles, lavenders before bed, nice and calming. Combine it with the collagen protein, stabilizing blood sugar. So you're calming down and stabilizing your blood sugar. Boom. The one thing that really people really like is dark chocolate. Now, dark chocolate might have a little bit of caffeine in it, um, but it also has some anxiolytic effects, too. So oftentimes people aren't as impacted by the caffeine, the small amount of caffeine in that. But if you are, just take it earlier. Just have it as an earlier snack. Um, satisfies that sweet tooth, has some magnesium, also helps with tryptophan, which will turn to serotonin and then melatonin. Everybody needs a little melatonin. So dark chocolate is a really cool little snack. Um Tart cherry juice, like a shot of tart cherry juice, helps with melatonin. Who knew? <laughs> or cherries. So cherries before bed or cherry juice, perfect. And the last one that's often overlooked is oatmeal. And I'm not talking about the kind that you tear open the package and it's filled with sugars and all that. I'm talking about steel-cut oats or a gluten-free oat. Oats are anxiolytic. They also help fill you up. So anxiolytic, meaning helps you calm down. And because they are a complex carbohydrate, they don't um, cause a, they shouldn't cause a blood sugar spike. Okay, so anxiolytic, stabilizing blood sugar, boom. Just don't put a lot of junk in there. You know, a lot of people would like to put sugary things in their oatmeal, and then we've kind of missed the point, you know. So those are some really good suggestions to of things to eat. But to keep it simple, the easiest thing you can do is protein before bed. And and you said a chicken leg qualifies. Sure. <laughs> if you like to eat chicken legs before bed, go ahead. Go for it. Chicken, what? cheeses, eggs, cottage cheese, maybe uh, Greek yogurt, you know, that type of stuff qualifies. Um, that That's interesting, but, but not... Steak or hamburger? <laughs> sure. I mean, really? that's protein. Oh, absolutely. You know, again, you know, don't go overboard <laughs> with whatever you're doing. Just don't go overboard. But sure, any type of protein that's high quality will do the trick. But you don't 
what I'm saying is you don't have to eat a steak or, you know, a chicken drumstick before bed. You can keep it easier and just do a little, a piece of cheese or some collagen protein will do the trick too. Everybody you, likes something different. So you know, just eat what you like. It's it's funny that you mention, um, you know, the idea of overdoing it because I find as I get older, I tend to naturally eat smaller portions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll buy a big thick juicy uh, steak at the store and i cook it up i might eat half yeah but that's That's nice because i buy a steak and i get two dinners out of it (laughs) two or three i think our our what do they say your eyes are bigger than your stomach (laughs) at that point well no i think some of it's the way food is packaged and portioned but it's portioned a lot bigger than it used to be yeah, and we we see that certainly in restaurants. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I I laugh when I see the best value sign. You know, <laughs> right? And it shows this this gallon of soda. You know, and, exactly. And that's yeah. the best value, and it gets pushed on us kind of that way. Um, that that's I, normal. That that's a typical serving size. You know, we see it everywhere. And and I see go, that with uh, when you go out to eat. Mm-hmm. I see that with French fries. Oh yeah. You know, if I if I have a hamburger, big or small, I like to have a couple of French fries with it. But really, only a couple. <laughs> you know, you I don't, don't need all the. French I don't need fries. that whole. <laughs> I don't need that whole basket. Give me the whole basket of French fries, exactly. I mean, we we are an overconsumption society. We really are, and you know, down to if you have if you have a a cup of coffee in the morning, like I have a cup of coffee in the morning, it's not an eight ounce cup. It's a big mug, right? So that's really like two cups. So we lose um perspective on what a serving size is. Just like we were talking about with alcohol. Like a serving size of alcohol is a couple of fingers up on the glass. It's not a full glass. You know, a bottle of wine is not. <laughs> There's two a great glasses. W.C. Fields scene where he he puts a couple fingers alongside his shop shot glass, and as it's being poured, he keeps separating his Moving fingers. It. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We we lose perspective. That's why you know my husband and I joke about like you know the the alcohol glass at the end of the day. Like, how big is your cup? That's the question we ask when people say, "I have one drink a night." Well, how big is the cup? And how much are you pouring in? Because we know over time you pour more and more. Or, like, I'll have a scoop of ice cream that's really like two scoops of ice cream, you know. But we like to justify or your bowl gets bigger or, you know, we we like to justify it because it's, what is it, go big or go home. Like, <laughs> we don't do anything small anymore. Well, you know, look at those little teacups that you, they used to serve tea, like a little teacup. You're like, wow. If I had to pay $5 for this little teacup, I'd be really angry, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, because you got to drink, you know, 12 Four of them. them you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, a, a little uh, plastic half-pint bottle is probably not appropriate for uh, a belt before uh, bedtime? Uh, probably, unless you're filling it with water. 
Yeah. <laughs> no. And then you might be up in the middle of the night to do other things. You know? back, back in my drinking days, I used to call those cartridges. Oh, uh, interesting. The little half pint plastic bottle. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm like, oh, yes, I remember those. But this leads me down just a quick path before we end. Like, as we age, a lot of times the complaints around um, waking up in the middle of the night are to use the restroom, you know. So you want to make sure that you're not drinking too much water right before bed, that that becomes an issue for you. And also make sure if you are getting up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, that it's not a, a physical health-related problem. Right. Well, I, you know, one of the things that I find is, as I've been trying to drink more water is that I'm going to the bathroom all the time. Oh, yeah. That's not bad during the day, but nobody wants to get up in the middle of the night to do that. Well, yeah, that's that's just it. Um, <laughs> I yeah. find that the more water you drink consistently, like it's, your, it's like working out your bladder. You're not going to the bathroom as much because you kind of get used to having all that. But in the first early days, it feels like you're eliminating more frequently. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I went through a period of time where I was drinking uh, just water. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was uh, after an operation. I'd had some surgery. And my taste buds were just off, and I tried to go back to, you know, uh, for years and years and years, nobody ever saw me without a Coke next to me. Yep. And it didn't taste right. So I just drank water, and mm-hmm. I went for a period of time of just drinking water, and uh, I was eating a little less, too, because of the same thing. You know, my taste buds mm-hmm. were off. And... um and and I got to where I was I was getting pretty good with the water, and then my taste buds came back and I fell off the They're wagon. All over. Well, you know I think. But I'm back um, to it now intentionally. Good. It's, yeah. No, that's really good. And I don't. I getting back to like the awareness of how we feel. So many people are not in touch with how crappy they feel. <laughs> you know that it's not until you start drinking more water, that you actually do have some benefit to that, but I'm not sure that we tie it together, essentially. You know, like, hydration just feels better than dehydration, and I think once you become a water drinker, like, now I know, because I'm a big water drinker for many years, if I'm off on my water, like, I can feel it. You know, you feel dehydrated, but... Before, because water drinking back in my day wasn't really a thing. You know, we didn't walk around with water bottles in high school. We walked around with Mountain Dew cans. That's right. You know, like, that's that's what we had. We didn't, drinking water, I remember when single-use water bottles was starting to, you know, be sold next to soda, right? And you're like, who in in their right mind would buy a bottle of water? everybody now well, <laughs> you know, if, like now it's a thing if if back i then. if i go way back and i do um <laughs> so do i by the way <laughs> it, I, I when i was when i was a young kid i don't think i would ever have believed anyone that said someday we would pay for air and water yeah no never 
It, you know, Never. and every time I feed those quarters into the machine at the gas station to put a little air in my tire, I, I'm like, really, I'm paying for air? Yeah. And and it's I felt a, the same way rub. about <laughs> I, I felt the same way about bottled water because we water. You know, there was water, especially water. the amount of money we pay for bottled water. You know, it it's quite it's a lot. But I never am I, I remember thinking like, who is going to pay for bottled water? This is the most ridiculous idea. And now it's everywhere. And now you don't even walk around without a water bottle of some sort. You know. Now we take it for granted, whereas before, like, we, were, I'm thinking, wow, like, all these athletes and everything that weren't drinking water, we were all just dehydrated, ready to keel over, I guess, you know, like. Well, and a lot of athletes did. Thing. They did, yeah, they did, until Gatorade came around. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? Yeah, all, the, all those power drinks and stuff started coming in around the same time as bottled water, so, but I don't know, I mean, I think water is probably one of the m- most undervalued thing even still especially when it comes to our sleep like our hydration but again when you're not drinking it you don't realize that you're probably you know dehydrated to some level well it's I, when you start drinking it that you realize that my my show is based in flint michigan and so we we take water kind of seriously these yeah. days <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> you do <laughs> We we have yeah. a slightly different awareness of water than, than <laughs> yes, some people do. do around the country. Yeah, like you know, and even in our own in the United States, like when water becomes problematic to get, you know, good good water, like the value is still is like undervalued. We take it for granted in other areas when it's not a problem. Well, this is um this is fascinating, and I, and I really am going to take uh, take heed of of some of your suggestions about um, the foods that you know by by changing just a couple things around, yeah. I can do things a little differently that that maybe will help a little bit. You know, get a good I will, night's I sleep. will just remind everybody that the blood sugar stabilization thing in my practice has been the number one game changer for people in their sleep. And I hear it all the time. Thank you. I was slept crummy for years, and I can't believe this was the reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's always the funny part. And I can't believe it was this simple. Exactly. Um, exactly. Well, one of these days, uh, we're going to have to get together, Terrilyn, and talk about brain health because there's clearly <laughs> something wrong with my brain. Um, <laughs> Probably but, it's going to be simple. Don't worry. It's going to be dopamine. I can tell. Okay. All right. Good <laughs> right? enough. Good enough. All um, right. But we've got to. Uh, but we've got to wrap it up there. But as, as you know, I, I um, or perhaps you remember, I always want to give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about and about you and your work, past, present, and future. Do you have a website, Terrilyn? Sure, you can go to Dr. Tara Lynn, which is D-R-T-E-R-A-L-Y-N.com, and easy to find across pretty much every social media from YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and even Twitter, just Dr. Tara Lynn. It's all the same. Well, Tara Lynn, it's great talking with you again, and I, I, I'm pretty serious about this brain thing. Reach out. <laughs> go to well, drterrellin.com. There you go. <laughs> well, will do. Uh, thanks so much. 
Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was, uh, again, Dr. Terrilyn Sell. And um, we were talking about uh, foods that promote a better night's sleep naturally. We'll be back with more of the Tom Sumner program straight. Wash my hands. I don't touch my face. I stay at home. Shelter in place Social distance Don't go to work I wear a mask and gloves Stay away from church I avoid old folks And should I sneeze I do it in my elbow Heart. That is the room And I pray for the day The kids can go back to school I'm washing my hands Like a raccoon with OCD I've watched Hulu, Roku, Netflix, PBS, and the BBC I've taken down all my mirrors And I'm sick of what I see Two more weeks of quarantine Will be the death of me The death of me I risk a trip To the grocery store To buy TP and a few things more But when I get there All I can find Is 16 honey buns And some mad dog wine I'm washing my hands Like a raccoon with OCD I've watched Hulu, Roku Netflix, PBS, and the BBC. I've taken down all my mirrors, cause I'm sick of what I see. Yeah, two more weeks of this quarantine's gonna be the death of me. The death of me. You know, they say this is war. But we don't have to storm Omaha Beach or Porkchop Hill. And we just lay here on the couch and watch TV. Whew, I'd rather volunteer for a high-risk commando raid to parachute into Wuhan and find that little fellow that ordered that bat soup. I know I'm talking out of my head, saying crazy stuff over and over like, Yes, dear. Yes, dear. At breakfast, I meant to say, honey, please pass me the pepper. Well, what slipped out was, you crazy woman, you've ruined my life. <laughs> of course, I immediately apologized as <laughs> soon as I regained consciousness.
from the Tom Sumner Show. Oh, yeah. Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here, and every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck up. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination? A COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past, and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dance, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not. Is a major factor in dancing like a retard. May cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them. Also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people. And it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. 
alcohol may cause pregnancy, and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila! From the Tom Sumner Show. Oh, yeah. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner. 